This is Monday Motivation, episode number 322. Welcome to the Melissa Ambrosini Show. I'm your host, Melissa, best-selling author of Mastering Your Mean Girl and Open Wide. And I'm here to remind you that love is sexy, healthy is liberating, and wealthy isn't a dirty word. Each week, I'll be getting up close and personal with thought leaders from around the globe, as well as your weekly dose of motivation so that you can create epic change in your own life and become the best version of yourself possible. Are you ready, beautiful? If you want to listen to my episodes one day earlier than they are released anywhere else, you have to download the app Himalaya and follow my show. Himalaya is free, super easy to use, and has every podcast you can think of. I love that you can leave comments under each episode and even create episode playlists. Make sure you check it out today. Hey, beautiful, and welcome back to the show. I am so excited you're here and so grateful that you decided to spend some time with me today. This is a really juicy episode. I have been asked so many times to do an episode on conscious step parenting, and I haven't done it. And mainly because I'm not a parenting expert, and I don't want anyone to think that I'm perfect or that I have it all figured out. I am still on my journey, but I do have some tips and some tricks that have really helped me be a more conscious, loving step-parent. And even if you're not a step-parent, you're going to get so much out of this episode. So for those of you that don't know, I have been a stepmama for almost seven years to a now 14-year-old boy. It has been a big spiritual assignment for me and one that I'm still on. It's been massive. It stretched me like nothing else and it's triggered some old wounds that I've needed to heal. I've done therapy. I've spoken to many experts and I finally feel like I'm at a place where I can share what I have learned, my tips, and answer some of your burning questions. The amount of DMs that I get in my Instagram inbox about step parenting is crazy. And I would voice message people back, but I thought the best thing that I can do is just post on Instagram stories asking all your burning questions and answer them here. But first, I want to kick off with six things that have really helped me. The first one is understanding your child's love language. Now, this goes for stepchildren or children that you birthed. Understanding their love language and everyone in your life is super helpful. It can help you in your romantic relationships, in your friendships, all of your relationships, including your relationship with your children. So by understanding love languages, you are setting yourself up for some deep connections. It's beautiful. So we did this years ago. 
I found out my own love language. Nick found out his. We did the test online. I'll link to it in the show notes. And then I also read Gary Chapman's Love Languages for Children book. And that changed everything for me. So we discovered that Leo's love language is quality time. And so if I'm constantly buying him gifts or giving him words of affirmation to show my love, it may not get noticed or appreciated as much as, say, quality time for him, which would most likely lead to me feeling upset or angry or frustrated and think that maybe he's even being ungrateful when he's not. If I'm constantly giving him words of affirmations and gifts, if that's not his love language. There's five love languages. You need to work out what your love language is, what your child's love language is, and your partner and anyone that you want to deepen your relationship with. And you can do that with a quick quiz online, which I'll link to in the show notes. So now that I know that quality time is Leo's number one, I can make sure to shower him in love in a way that means the most to him. So sometimes it might look like 20 minutes of deep quality time when he gets home from school. And sometimes it's an entire day on a weekend with lots of love and attention. And sometimes all he needs is 10 minutes of soccer with his dad and his love tank is overflowing. You give a child whose love language is quality time 10 minutes of undivided attention, they are full. Now, ideally, you want to adhere to your child's love language or fill up their love tank doing their love language first thing in the morning. It's a great thing to do. So then they go out into the day feeling full. So if your child's love language or your stepchild's love language is quality time, you know, make sure you get that in first thing in the morning. And to be honest, the length of time doesn't really matter. What matters most is that their love tank is being filled by getting that focused, love-filled quality time with you and them, if that is their love language. So in The Five Love Languages of Children, the author Gary Chapman teaches you how to identify what your child's love language is and gives you so many great ways and ideas on how you can implement these into your everyday life to fill your child's love tank up. Every child will be different. So if you have three children or three stepchildren, you will need to work out each of their love language and act accordingly. So have fun with it and enjoy filling each of your little angels' love tanks up. It is life-changing. Okay, so the second thing that has really helped me in my step-parenting journey is just listen. So often when our children come to us with a problem, the first thing we want to do is put on our fix-it hat. But most often the problem will be resolved if we just simply listen. People, even little humans, just want to be heard. And so often by simply speaking something out loud, it helps us resolve the issues in our mind. But that yang part of us wants to fix, fix, fix. Instead, stay in your softness and practice conscious listening. Don't comment. Don't try and fix. Just hold space for them and be fully present with your stepchild or your child when they are expressing. Don't be distracted by your phone or something else. Just be all there. This could be challenging for a lot of people, but when you open your heart, be present with your child and just listen, you'll be amazed at what unfolds and how they can resolve their own little problems within themselves. It's really beautiful to witness. Remember, listening is one of the biggest acts of service. 
Okay, number three, treat them and speak to them like an adult. From day one, we have spoken to Leo like an adult. No goo-goo, gaga, baby talk. No talking down to him. No talking to him like he doesn't understand. We treat him as an equal and speak to him like we would speak to anyone else. We don't treat him less than or like he wouldn't understand just because he's a child. And I've seen this done so many times. So in my mind, it's simple. If you speak to your child like a child, you will get a childish response. If you speak to them in your parenting authority tone, you will most likely get a rebellious childlike response. But if you just speak to them like an adult, consciously, calmly, with love and respect, you are more likely to get a more loving and respectful response back. Children are amazing. And because we have always spoken to Leo like an adult and not babied him or spoken to him like he wouldn't understand, he is able to hold conversations with adults. From the day I met him, which was when he was seven, he can come to dinner parties with all adults and sit at the table and not be glued to a screen and hold a conversation with adults. And that's a beautiful thing. Yet, Most people, you know, don't even allow their children to do that. So let your children be children, absolutely, but you don't have to talk to them like they don't understand or goo-goo-ga-ga baby talk to them. If you want love and respect, talk to them with love and respect. And remember that even if they can't even talk, if you explain, well, mommy's doing this now because of this, they understand. You would be amazed at how intelligent they actually are. So speak to them like an adult with love and respect. Okay, number four, remember they are pure love. I know this may feel tough at times. When shit hits the fan, it can feel challenging to remember that your angel is pure love, but they are. They, just like everyone else, are unconditional love. And when things don't go your way, reminding yourself that they are love can really help. This doesn't mean that you don't or won't feel angry when your stepchild or child has painted your white sofa blue or smashed your favorite lamp or decided to clog the toilet with socks. Of course, you might feel a bit annoyed, upset, frustrated or whatever. And it's important that you allow yourself to feel those feelings. We're not about suppressing or bypassing anything here. But then once you are done, choose to let it go and not carry that into the future any longer. Remember, they are pure love. Okay, number five, they are not here to control. Remember, your children and your stepchildren are not here to control. Now I'm a recovering control freak. So this one has been a biggie for me. In the past, I so desperately want things to go my way. And when they don't, I would get frustrated. So that went on for years until I learned that it was my inner mean girl, my inner critic who wanted to feel in control so that she can run the show and keep me stuck in fear. But that's no fun. It sucks. Fear sucks. And I want to be in love. I don't want to hang out in fear. I want to be in love. So Trying to control every aspect of your life and your children is not only incredibly exhausting, it's impossible. Your relationships, especially with your children, are not here to control. They are here to teach us and serve our growth and evolution. Best-selling author of The Conscious Parent, if you have not read that book, you must. 
Her name is Dr. Shafali. She's a psychologist and parenting expert. She's been on this podcast, episode 181. If you haven't listened to it, go and listen to it. It is life-changing for every parent, step or not. She says that most people have a child and think, yay, finally something or someone to control. But she also says that your children are not here to control or to live out your unrealized dreams. They are their own beautiful sovereign being here on their own magical journey. And our role is to support and guide them in this lifetime, not control and micromanage them. So remember that your children, your stepchildren are not here to control. And the sixth and last tip I have for you regarding step parenting and parenting is remember that you have chosen each other. You and your child, whether it's a step or not, you have chosen each other. It's easy to remember that when everything is peachy, but when you're in the pit of struggle street or darkness, us funny, forgetful humans tend to forget and we are quick to judge, point and blame everyone else. And we are so speedy at forgetting that our souls have chosen each other in this lifetime to learn whatever it is that we came here to learn together. So when Leo first came into my life, I knew that he and I had chosen each other. We have a special sacred contract. He is one of my greatest teachers and biggest spiritual assignments, and I'm open to learning during this relationship. So this doesn't mean that I always get it right or that I am quote unquote perfect or that I am the most zened out stepmama goddess on the planet. (laughs) Far from it. But I'm here. I show up every single day wanting and willing to be better than I was yesterday. Every single day when he is with us, I reflect on how I showed up as a stepmom that day. And each morning when I wake up, my intention is to be an even better step parent than I was the day before. And I'm so deeply committed to being the best person and the best stepmom that I can be. So they are my six tips that I have, and I hope they help all the step parents and parents out there. Now, I want to hand it over to you. I asked you guys for your burning questions, and here they are. Let's dive in. Amy says, does it get easier? I'm a soon-to-be stepmama to four littles. Amy, yes, it does get easier if you do the work. Okay, you have to do the inner work. Listen to my episode with Dr. Shafali 181 and read her books and other great conscious parenting books. So you can see a therapist with your partner. That was actually one of the best things that Nick and I did was see a therapist together. So we'd never done that before. And we had both done our own individual work. I'd seen my own therapists on my own. He'd seen his on his own, but we'd never done work together to work on the family dynamic and the step, more so the step parenting role. And that was one of the best things that we did together and for our family. So get a therapist, go with your partner. I highly recommend it. And even if you're not a step parent, I highly recommend therapy together with your partner. Okay, so Katie, how do I approach the differences between the households? For example, they eat different food, they have different routines, etc. Okay, so let it go. You cannot control what goes on in the other house, so let it 
go. You are going to cause yourself so much stress and worry if you try and control what happens in the other house. Your children are getting two different perspectives on life and that's great. Think of how adaptable and flexible they are going to be later in life. Let it go, Katie. They are not there to control. You cannot control what goes on in another household. So let it go and just do what you want to do in your household. That's all you can do is parent, do the routines and eat the way that you want to eat in your household and let go of the rest. Okay, the next one. I have two teenage girls who see me more as a friend. How do I get them to listen to me and teach them about respect and still parent them but not be overly strict? So this is a good question. So I personally think it's great that your stepchildren think of you as a friend because you're not their mother. I'm not Leo's mother. He's got one of those. And I'm not here to replace his mother. I am here to just be another adult who loves him dearly. And you are there to be another adult who loves your two teenage stepdaughters dearly. In saying that, it's really important that your partner sets the boundaries. So from day one, Nick has always said to Leo, Melissa is an equal parent and must be treated like that. And so Leo has always done that because from day one, Nick said that and treated me like an equal parent. And so Leo has treated me like an equal parent. So there's a lot of love. There's a lot of respect there. So you need to maybe have that conversation with your partner. Maybe he can set those boundaries up from now on. And if your partner respects you and treats you like an equal parent, then the children will follow. And if your partner hasn't said that, then maybe it's time that they did. Hope that helps. Okay, so re the next question, how do I navigate dating someone with kids? So if the guy you are dating has kids or a child full-time, then maybe what you want to do is get a babysitter or someone that you love and trust to take care of them whilst you two go on some dates so you can have that time. That's really important, especially when you first start dating. If all of your dates have little kids running all over you, you're not really going to get to drop in deep and you're not going to get that quality time to really know someone. So make sure you have some kid-free time and If he only has the kids half time, then great. You've got some time where you guys can go on dates. When I first started dating Nick, he had Leo one week on and one week off. So the weeks that he had Leo, I would go over in the evening once Leo was in bed at like 6.30 and we would have dinner together then. And then the weeks that he didn't have Leo, I would have lunch dates with Nick instead. So you just got to kind of navigate the situation. But it's really important that when you do start dating someone that you do get that quality time to really drop deep and work out whether this is something that you both want. And you won't get that if you've got little kids running all over over you. So make sure you get some quality time together. Okay, Ange Louise, what do you do if the relationship with the ex isn't amicable? Good question. Okay, so you have to remember that you can't change anyone, but you can encourage your partner to do the inner healing work and for them to get support and seek help so that he or your partner, he or she can come to peace within themselves. So offer support, love and encouragement 
to your partner and then stay out of it. Like this is not your issue. Yes, you're involved, but it's not your fight to fight. Do you know what I mean? It's not saying that it's going to be a fight, but it's not yours. It's for your partner to heal and work through on his own. And most of the time I've seen in partnerships when one person does the work, it usually affects the other person without them even having to say anything. So just encourage your partner to do the inner healing work and get support and seek help, maybe therapy, things like that for them to be able to move through it because it'll usually affect the relationship. And remember that you're just here to love and support and hold space and encourage your partner not to try and fix them or save them. Okay, the next question is from Ella. How do you raise issues with your partner about your stepchild or stepchildren? Firstly, when you go to your partner with, quote unquote, an issue about your stepchild or stepchildren, make sure you're not in a heated place. Like make sure you're speaking from your heart, a place of love. Then what I would do is practice CCC. I talk about this in open wide, crystal clear communication and have a love bubble, which is where you create a sacred space where you can both express. I've spoken about the love bubble keeps on this podcast. So ask your partner for a love bubble, practice crystal clear communication and express the issue that you have. Or if that doesn't work, you can get outside support like a family therapist where you can talk about any of these things that come up for you and they will hold space for you both to move through them and express. So there's a couple of options there for you. Ella also asked, how do you find gratitude for your stepchild? Remember that you manifested them into your life. They are here to teach you and for you both to grow and evolve. So every morning, write down all the things that you love about your stepchild or children and read them again before you go to bed every night. You called it into your life, which means you can handle it. And when I realized that very early on, I realized that step parenting is not for the faint-hearted, it's for the big-hearted. A therapist once said to me, Melissa, to step parent and to step into the role of a stepmother It takes a very open, loving Mother Teresa-like soul. And she said, and that's you. So remember that. Stepmama, you got this. You called this into your life because you have a big heart, because you can do it. So remember that. Okay, 52 Lives has asked, What do you do when your child loves their stepdad deep down but feels conflicted or disloyal to their real dad? Okay, so teach your children, stepchildren or not, that there is enough love to go around. Teach them that they are overflowing with love and that love is infinite and that they have enough for everyone. They don't have to love their real dad more than their stepdad. And they're different roles, you know, that coming back to what I was saying before, it's like he's not there to replace his real dad. He's there to be another epic adult who loves him dearly. And that's the role of the step parent. So remember that and teach your children that they don't have to love either one more. They have enough love within them that they can love everyone and give so much love to everyone. So teach your child and your stepchildren that as well. Okay, so Free Spirit Ange has asked, I'm a stepmom, but I feel pressure to have my own kids. I am not a parenting expert, but what I know for sure is that you should never, ever have children just 
because you feel pressure from others. Ever. No way. No way. If you want to have children, then go for it. If you don't feel called, then honor that too. You always have to do what feels right and true for you and you should never do anything, especially have children, just because you feel pressured from someone else. No way, Jose. Ella has asked, what do you do when your stepchildren live with you and have been raised so differently than how you would raise your own children? So I became a stepmom when Leo was seven years old. So he was still young and I got to play a big role in raising him and parenting him and teaching him. However, no matter what the age, you are part of the house now. You are an equal parent and all you have to do is sit down with your partner in a love bubble, practice CCC, crystal clear communication, or do it with a family therapist again and express how you feel with your partner. Your partner may be very open to your ideas and suggestions about parenting. And if not, you need to ask, why aren't they open to them? This is where getting the support of a family therapist is really helpful. So I've read a ton of parenting books and step-parenting books. And often I will read something and then I'll go to Nick and I'll say, hey, I learned this in this book what do you think? Like, would you like to implement it? And then we kind of go, okay, cool. Do we want to implement this? Do we want to try this? And we either do or we don't. So having that love bubble, practicing crystal clear communication or getting a family therapist is super powerful to help you move through how you're going to raise your children. I think it's also really important to, if you haven't already, sit down with your partner and talk about your core beliefs as parents. What do you want to instill within your children? How do you want to raise them? What do you believe? What do they believe? Where is their alignment? Where is their not alignment? And even if you don't have kids and know that one day you do want to have kids, this is a really important conversation that you need to have with your beloved before you have children. But it's never too late. And especially for the step parents, we're kind of plonked into the situation and we might not have had that time to have that conversation. But for example, like say you don't believe in smacking and the partner that you're with does, like there's a big misalignment there. You need to have a conversation. That needs to be had right now if you've never had it. Practice crystal clear communication, have a love bubble. And if they don't work, then get a family therapist to hold space for you guys. Okay, next question. What would you do if your stepchild spends 50% of their time with you, but you don't like step parenting? Okay, so you can just be this other playful, fun adult and hand over all the parenting duties to your partner. Leave that to them and you step back from that role and just have fun, be love and hold space for your stepchild or children. Make that your role, not the parenting stuff. Leave that to your partner. And just have that conversation with them. Crystal clear communication and love bubble are key. Or an outside family therapist who can hold space for you guys. Okay, next question. Would you consider having a baby if you didn't agree with the way that your stepchild behaves? Of course. If it's true for you to have a child, but you're holding off just because of the way that your stepchild behaves, then I'd really look at that. And ask yourself why, you know, dive deep, go inward and do some searching for the answers. Like, why would that hold you back? 
you know, maybe you're thinking, oh gosh, I don't want to, you know, have another child who's like this or who misbehaves like this or whatever. Practice crystal clear communication and express that concern with your partner because that's a biggie. And they need to hear that concern. And maybe this is definitely one that a therapist can hold space for. Okay, next question. What would you do if your stepchild was rude, arrogant, and had no manners? I would teach them how to have manners, how to be polite and respectful. That is what I would do. This is really important that you and your partner are on the same page coming back to parenting values and family values that I spoke about before. It's really important that you and your partner are on the same page. And I would teach them about love and respect and being polite. That is what I would do. Work out your family core values and write them up on the wall and make sure that you all agree and stick to them. You know, if someone doesn't adhere to the family values, work out what the next action is. Uh, We have core family values and it's our individual role to stick to them. And this is something that not a lot of families do is write down their core values. What are their core values? Respect manners, speaking in a polite, soft voice or or something. I'm not sure, but work out what your family values are, stick them up and make sure you can even all sign them and commit to them together. Okay, next question. How do you find things to do as a family if you and your stepchild like completely different things? So early on as a family, when about seven years ago, we wrote down a list over dinner one night of all the things that we loved doing as a family. So on that list, there were hiking, time in nature, paddleboarding, playing board games, playing card games, Uno, charades. We loved traveling together. We loved spending time in nature. We loved camping together. So we made a family game together list. And then we wrote down all the things that Nick and Leo loved to do together. So they loved surfing, they loved doing kicking practice, any kind of sports, things like that. And then we wrote down the things that Leo and I loved to do together. So they were things like cooking. We love cooking together, drawing, painting, art, those sorts of things. So make a list of things that you could do together as a family, things that you and the child can do. You kind of should do this with all of your children. It's a beautiful thing to do. And then whip out that list whenever you are looking for ideas. Then you've got this list, this long list that you can go back to time and time again. Next one. Do you ever get jealous of the love and time Nick gives his son if he doesn't give it to you? Okay. So this is like a two-part question. No, I don't. If my love cup is getting full by Nick. So if Nick is giving me no love, time or energy, just maybe he's busy or he's been away or he's got a lot on his plate, then there's definitely an imbalance and things feel a little off kilter. But when I am getting that quality, soulful lover's time, I feel full. You know, so this is again where you've got to practice CCC with your partner and express how much you love them and time with them and work out when in the day that you're going to get that special lover's time. So every day when you have children, stepchildren or not, obviously your children need special time with you. 
whether that's 10 minutes of coloring in, not on your phone, just fully committed to them. But yet then your relationship also needs quality time. So whether that's just 10 minutes of like cuddling in bed before you get out of bed in the morning, getting into bed earlier so you have half an hour to just read together or meditate or cuddle or make love, whatever. You need to make sure I have noticed that especially in a step-parenting dynamic, but I'm sure this is the same for other families too, that you are all getting quality time together and individually. It's very important that I get time with Nick, that I get time with Leo. It's very important that Leo gets time with his dad and he gets time with me and then we have time together. It's really important that we all feel full and have our love tanks overflowing. Okay, next question. Would you stay in a relationship if it meant by being a step-parent, you wouldn't be as happy. I would not stay in any relationship if I wasn't happy. Life is too precious and life is too sacred and we don't know how long we're here for. And if you don't think that you can embrace step-parenting, then you need to look at that. Like I said, step-parenting is not for the faint-hearted. It's for the big-hearted. It's big. It's huge. And if you don't feel up for that, then that's okay. You've got to do what's right for you. Always do what's right for you. There have been times when I've thought, how the heck am I going to move through this? But I always do because I'm committed to myself. I'm committed to Nick and I'm committed to our family. And I'm committed to my happiness. And if you don't feel like deep in your heart that you can be truly happy in this relationship because of the step parenting role, then you really need to express that to your beloved and maybe get a counselor or therapist involved as well. But you do need to express it. Please do not suppress it. Okay, next question. If you met Nick and didn't get along with his son, would you doubt the relationship? This is a tough question because that wasn't my reality. Like I didn't have that experience. Like I loved Leo from day one. He's so adorable, like so polite, so smart. I just adored him from day one. But does that mean it hasn't been hard? No, it's been hard for sure. But I signed up for it. And if you are meeting someone for the first time and you love them, but you don't get along with their children, then you need to look at that. You may marry this person, which means these kids are in your life forever. So you want to address this, practice crystal clear communication and address it and always do what feels right for you, what feels right and true for you. All right, next question. How do you be a selfless mother, like a real mother, to care for your stepchildren when they aren't your own? Okay. I don't think that striving to be selfless in motherhood is a good idea. I think we need to fill ourselves up and teach our children about self-love and self-care. That's how they learn by watching us. Like you don't want to model people pleasing and putting everyone else first before yourself and burning yourself out and exhausting yourself and doing everything for everyone else before yourself. Like you don't matter and putting yourself at the bottom of your to-do list. You don't want to model that for your children. So I think it's about modeling self-care and self-love for your children and stepchildren. That is going to be a powerful lesson for them. Not trying to model, quote unquote, real mother would feel. That's not what it's about. It's about let's model self-care and self-love for our children, whether we're biological or step-parents. 
Let's model that for them. Let's teach them how to love themselves fiercely, how to take care of themselves and fill themselves up. That's what we want to teach them. Okay, next question. I was wondering if showing affection in front of your stepchildren is appropriate and how to include them. So Nick and I are very affectionate. Both of our love languages are touch and we're very affectionate in front of Leo and with Leo as well, like lots of touching and stroking his hair and cuddles and kisses and tickles and things like that. Like at bedtime, we still all get into his bed and kiss and cuddle and massage each other with oils and things like that. It's really beautiful. So showing affection is very important to Nick and I. And this is something that we discussed early when I first became a step parent and how we wanted to parent. And that's why we do it. We want Leo to see that it's okay to kiss and cuddle and hug your wife in the middle of the day for absolutely no reason. We want Leo to see that. We want him to see us holding hands as we walk down the street. And so we make sure we do those things. We want him to see that it's okay to be affectionate and to, you know, give each other a little smack on the bum or, you know, a pash in the middle of the kitchen in the middle of the day or whatever it is. We want Leo to see that. So I think whether you're a step parent or not, I think showing affection to your children is really important. It shows them that it's okay. Unless you want them to grow up not knowing that that's okay. And if that's a belief for you, then you honor that. But we want Leo to grow up knowing that it's okay. And it's, you know, touch and affection is beautiful when you love someone so, so much. And then it's really important that one of the ways that you can include them is by making sure they get that touch and making sure they get that affection from you. So stroking of the hair and kisses and cuddles and massaging with oils and things like that. I think, you know, touch is so important. That skin on skin time like they give with babies when they're first born, it's so comforting and I think it's really important. I love tickling Leo's back. He loves tickling. He loves that so much. He loves massages from me. So every night I give him a little massage. That's a way that we have quality time together. So if you want to teach them that it's okay to be affectionate, then you've got to model that. Okay. Last question. How do you navigate things that you disagree with with the biological mom? That is from Nick. So Remember that you can't control what goes on in the other house and all you can do is be the best parent that you can be when the child is in your house and let go of the rest. It will cause you so much stress and overwhelm if you disagree over little things. I think we've got to let it go. Another thing that's really great that you can do is have a meeting with the other parents and say, you know, we all have a common agenda here and a common goal, and that is to make the child or the children feel the most loved and secure and safe. And let's do whatever we can to make that a reality for the child or the children. That is our number one goal here. So let's do that. Let's make sure that they feel loved and overflowing with love and safe and secure and do whatever we've got to do to come back to that mutual goal. And if you disagree about something, do it not in front of the children and just have a conscious conversation about it in person if you can or over the phone. I don't think back and forth text messaging or emailing is supportive. 
I think one of the best things you can do is just have a conversation, a conscious, clear conversation, practice CCC with them and just keep coming back to the mutual goal of making sure the child or the children feel loved, safe and secure. That is what all of the parents want, step or not, is they want their children to feel that. So come back to that goal. There you have it, my friends. They are your most burning questions. Thank you, every single one of you who took the time to ask me a question. If you have any more, please do come and ask me on Instagram and I will do my best to answer them. But I hope this was helpful for the step parents and the parents out there. Just remember that step parenting is not for the faint hearted, it is for the big hearted. And you, step mama or step papa, are big hearted. You have called this in because you have the size of a heart that can handle this. You are in the right place. You have called this in. You can do this. I believe in you. And no matter what happens, just know that you can do this. You have a big heart, a big, beautiful heart, and you've got this. I know at times it can feel really challenging, but just come back and re-listen to this episode and maybe write down Step parenting is not for the faint-hearted, it's for the big-hearted. And you, my darling, have a big, giant, juicy heart. Don't forget it. So I hope this was helpful. Thank you so much for being here, for wanting to be the best, the healthiest, the happiest version of yourself, and for showing up today for you. You rock. Thank you for being here. Now, if there's someone in your life, a fellow step parent or even a parent that you can think of that would benefit from this episode, please be an angel and share it with them right now. You can take a screenshot, share it on your social media, email it to them, text it to them, do whatever you've got to do to get this in their ears. And until next time, my darling, don't forget that love is sexy, healthy is liberating and wealthy isn't a dirty word.